Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. On this episode of the Backlog Breakdown. No, you did not. Did. You did not. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a reference oh to Tiger King, a show that we may or may not uh, suggest you watch. Oh, no. Um, there are certain caveats, uh, to viewer discretion advised. Um, yes. But in this episode of the Backlog Breakdown, I'm Nate. That's Josh. Uh, hey, guys. We're going to be talking about productivity here, this, uh, which does not include 15 to 20 minutes of giggling about how San Francisco has a poop map. Um, I'm just saying that that may or may not come up in <laughs> the topic. Um we're going to be talking about all kinds of crap, maybe or maybe not in San Francisco. We'll and, see. And, we'll see. And maybe happens. maybe some tiger crap. Mm-hmm. That's tiger true. Scat. Because I'm sure mm. there's a lot of it, especially of it. yeah. If the cats Tons. are really big, the cat big, crap. Big coming. cats mean big poops. It's true. It's true. Man. Someone's got to clean it up. You can't just leave it on the sidewalk. <laughs> 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 oh, this this derailed super quick. Yeah, I, this yeah. is some of my finest work, Josh. Some well, of my finest work. You know, last episode we were talking about how I I, I don't know re-listening to editing it. We referenced oh, but we've already been here a couple hours before it started. This week is even worse, and so sorry, we're already delirious, already laughing about poop on the streets. And apps that help you take pictures of other people's poop that they left on the street. So that the, the city government can initiate a cleanup. <laughs> it's just a, such a weird, surreal thing that exists in the year 2020, um, along mm. with other weird, surreal things that exist in 2020, like tiger king that we have alluded to already and i'm sure i mean i haven't listened to very many pod i've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately not so much podcasts i'm sure everyone and their mom is talking about tiger king or has talked about tiger king at this point so we're probably late to the party here um i know when i started watching it it was because i had seen memes and i'm like what the heck is this people are Mm. talking about this i started watching it. i binged it over the course of two or three days over a weekend I had it on on my iPad while I was like cooking dinner or something like that. And the way, it, I mean, it ro- if you haven't seen it, it ropes you in in the first like episode or two of just like, this is really weird. This is a very strange subculture and with some very, um, what's the word, eccentric characters in it. And it's like, you know, I just had no idea. There was this whole like underground big cat uh, I don't know, black market here in the United States. And then it just goes completely off the freaking rails. Um, and so like about four episodes in, my wife started watching it with me because I kept telling her like, you're gonna enjoy this. Like it's it's so freaking weird, but uh, she's she's big on documentaries, on true crime stuff and things like that. I was like, this is right up your alley. You should watch this. And every time she would walk by and, I, and I'm watching it, because again, iPad volume turned down pretty low, if not in headphones, because there's quite a bit of language in it. Uh, and I have young kids. Carol Baskin. And uh, <laughs> eventually, by like the fourth episode, I was watching it while I was eating lunch. I think it was after the kids had taken a nap or something like that. 
so I was on the kitchen table uh, watching it and eating lunch. And she comes and sits down next to me, you know, just to hang out and starts watching it. And she is hooked. And so, like, she didn't even watch the first few episodes, but she finished it with me that weekend. Uh, it is, it, at times it feels like your brains are leaking out of your ears because it's hard <laughs> to understand that people like this actually exist. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, that whole crew is, it's... It's one of those things where I'm not really sure that I would say that I liked it, but I mm-hmm. couldn't stop watching it. It was just such a weird, it was just, it was, it was a train wreck. Um, well, because like every, first of all, every single character is absolutely insane to the point where like, if this was written, I don't know how, what like this would be too wacky to get it's, a pilot. It's you know real I mean? life Joe Dirt, okay? It's real life Joe Dirt on a bunch of meth. Like, and not even unironically. Like, that's exactly. like, it's, it's that wacky. And, and like, the thing is, like, right now, because of everything with COVID-19 and everybody's inside and sort of home, of course, like, it, it, like everybody sort of wants to be distracted. And this is a big honking distraction. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like wh- what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> tiger king uh, it's something <laughs> it's it's quite a thing it's quite a thing that exists <laughs> it's just uh, to look at it exist it's it's something that like listen uh if, if you're slightly interested do your homework um i'm sure mm-hmm. that there are like plenty of people who have sort of said, ah, this is worth like written fairly decent articles on why you should, or maybe should not watch this thing like flat out. It's, there's definitely some language issues and Mm -hmm. some of that content is really hard. Like there, there were a couple of moments and again, we talked about it and and not to, we'll we'll sort of stay spoiler free here. Um, But there were like two or three moments in particular where like I had a visceral reaction where I wanted to Mm -hmm. like, grab a hold of somebody and like just shake them yeah (laughs) you know but and and you you did mention this in the bro hang as well it doesn't ever get sexually explicit but there is sexual deviancy that is Mm -hmm. spoken about throughout it and in a lot of ways like sort of like normalized not right not not with it i i don't think it's one of those things where the documentary is like trying to say no this is normal it's just sort of saying like, no, no this no. is what these people do. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's across the board with everything that happens. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, it's not, it's not playing it up as like, as cartoony. Yeah. It, it's, you know what? I think that's what makes it so surreal is like, everyone plays it straight. Like everyone is justified in their own minds. Oh, they're not playing it. They're not playing it straight, Josh. Out of their they, brains. They're not playing it straight. They really drank that Kool Aid. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, is yeah like, I know, I know. I was just, uh, I was riffing on the 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 phrase "playing." They're oh, not playing right. it straight at all. That's like those right. people are, they they are fully tripping the light, fantastic, or whatever sort of <laughs> nonsense. Um, it's like yeah. they, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people in there who have drank all their own Kool Aid. There's no Kool Aid for everybody mm-hmm. else to drink because they drank all their own Kool Aid. <laughs> It's all gone. 
Oh, yeah. All right. So um, this has been the Tiger King cast. It's uh, great. <laughs> I saw a meme that was Tony the Tiger, and it said Carol Baskin's husband was great. <laughs> Spoilers. So anyways, audio memes are, are fantastic. They're the best. And that's why we included it in this episode of the Backlog Breakdown. So thank you for tuning in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so how have you been, Nate? outside uh, of sitting around watching tiger king I, I mean like you know it's a post office we're super busy uh i don't i don't want to complain i already <laughs> i've spent <laughs> entirely too uh it, it's been fine uh you know in the sense that uh i'm still able to work and in a lot of ways we haven't been impacted in that in that way uh yeah it is we we are we are very fortunate there but you know, it's just, it's, it's tough, but I mean, like, you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're blessed in the sense that like, we, you know, the Lord has been kind to us and so we're good. We're good. I mean, yeah. COVID, with this whole COVID-19 situation, it really is just, there's so much stuff that's just up in the air all the time. Right. That, uh, it's just, it's very unsettling and it's just, it is mm-hmm. kind of like, it is difficult at times to sort of keep your bearing, but uh, yeah. you know like like i said uh we're, we're good we're good how are you guys doing how are you guys holding up yeah we're we're doing pretty good i mean kind of similarly we're we're definitely like blessed because the, as you know samantha's a stay-at-home mom so not much has changed there outside of the fact that she can't you know go out of the house and do stuff but at least not with our whole family you know and grocery trips are uh, not as often, and it's only one of us at a time. Um, so stuff like that. But I'm, you know, I'm the one who goes out and provides financially for the family. And my workload has actually kind of increased. It's definitely different because I'm at home most of the time. I still go up to the church two or maybe three times a week for maybe like a half day or something like that to get stuff done there physically that I can't get done digitally over the computer uh during the week so it's it's different you know it's weird because like with easter um you know obviously this is dropping before or excuse me right after easter but easter is one of the big times like usually it's pretty busy because easter and christmas are the two days out of the year when you will have um, people who don't normally go to church they will attend church either because they're visiting family or because like just culturally that's something that's kind of ingrained into those celebrations. Um, so you'll have a lot of like attendance is up. You'll have a lot of non-believers. That's generally why you do like special services or things like that on, on extra days or ad services or things like that. So th- all that to say is they're usually very busy times for churches. And while that's true, uh, this Easter, it's also true for very different reasons. It's just because, like you mentioned, everything changes so quickly. Um, so, you know, like our streaming schedule, uh, we just got kind of got it together for our church. And we're doing a lot of like online content, uh, which I think is super cool that our pastors kind of stepped it up to do stuff like that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's just busy. So we're doing, we're doing good. Um I have not sat back and thought about, oh, like, how long is this going to last? What is this going to look like? I'm kind of just taking it week by week. 
Yeah. Um, with yeah. this week being Easter, like I, I have a lot <laughs> on my plate right now. So I'm just kind of, just kind of taking it as it comes. Uh, you know, still doing school as well. Um, working primarily from home, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it is what it is, but we're not, we're not bad. Maybe a little stir crazy because we're here at home and because it's been raining like every Ew. single day for the past week. Ew. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I can't, I shouldn't complain about rain because here in Austin, it, it, we, we're under drought conditions like every summer. So it, we always need more rain. It's just that, it's just timing, you know? Like, we can't, like, going outside is like one of the few things that we can do go for walks we have a, a park pretty close to us just a few blocks away that we can take the kids to um and we got a nice backyard as well or in terms of size i try and keep up with it but sometimes it gets out of hand um so you know that's like something fun we can do instead of just being cooped up in the house all the time um but you know i'm also getting out of the house with work so uh, my wife's a little more stir crazy than i am but you know th- like i said we take it as it comes it's not bad it's not bad. It's just different for now. We'll see as time goes on. Good. But good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. I think that's, it's uh, unfortunately, and it's, it's really hard to be here, but mm-hmm. you really do have to sort of be in a position of wait and see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. there, there is a meme that I sort of like had just sort of been, uh, I I think captures my feelings on this whole COVID-19 thing. And I don't know how much of it, like, you know, when we talk about flattening the curve and all this other stuff, but mm-hmm. I just feel like there's that, you know, there's a meme where it's basically, it's sort of the same tone. It's like, you're grounded for a week, mister. Well, fine. Well, that's two weeks, pal. And, you know, it's like that sort of the exchange between the surly child and the dad. And now it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's two more weeks of quarantine. Keep going. You're working on three. You want three weeks of quarantine? Keep this up. Like, and I just feel like that's sort of like the just the, my general feeling. Like a lot of times when I, I I'm just like, oh, keep this up. Uh, yep, there's two more weeks of quarantine. All right, champ, keep going. Yep, you want three? Fine, fine. That's three. You got three weeks of quarantine now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? um, yeah, it's, it's sort of been like my general, just sort of like. Okay. Okay. This is where we're at. Um, but yeah. Have you seen the, uh, the, I don't know if it has a name, but it's the penguin meme. It's the one where he's like upset and crossing his arms. It's like a little claymation penguin. Mm, I have uh, seen, I, I mean, I've seen that meme before. I don't know if okay. I've seen the, the coronavirus meme. Well, just in relation to it, the CDC recommends, you know, staying inside and, and quarantining yourself. And then, um, and then it's something like introverts or something like that. And it shows that picture of this upset penguin and it just says, well, now I am not doing it. Uh, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much how, you know, how a lot of it. Okay. So y'all are gamers, right? You're listening to this. You're gamers. You like staying inside and playing video games just as much as, as we do. Even if you are extroverted, it's still fun sometimes to stay inside and play video games. But when the government tells you to only stay inside and play video games, sometimes it makes it more difficult. To You're stay not the boss of me. Exactly. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. So it, it just kind of ca- capturing that. And once again, that's reference number two of an audio meme. Sorry, that's not the best podcasting material, but 
it's what you got. It's it's what we all deserve, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, with those updates, you want to go ahead and roll into the backlog report because you know we've been quarantined for a while. I'm sure we have tons of stuff to report on, right? What kind of stuff? I, 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 you know? I guess. I guess. Here, let me dig it up. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Oh man, where are we? Right, man. Your your uh, your backlog report was a uh, it was uh, some interesting formats there. That, like <laughs> that you, I had two you, Polaroids. <laughs> I didn't even have papers. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, hey, digging deep, digging deep. Mm-hmm. Only the 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 finest of Foley work. Foley. Work. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Matt Foley. Uh, you can go for it. Okay. Uh, reading ESV readers, uh, and that's been about it. well table talk, um, which mm-hmm. will come up later on. Uh, but this my reading. Uh, I, I, I haven't had like you know a lot of people in this time are like I have all this extra time, and you know of course they're binge watching Tiger King. Yeah, <clears throat> <And laughs> I'm just ribbing a little bit, but uh. uh you know, still have to work and uh, and stuff. So uh, I, I don't have a ton of extra time. I did have a three-day weekend and I was like, I'm going to read and I'm going to do productive things. And I did do some stuff yeah. outside the house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had to get a new mower. And then I, so I, I, I went full dad mode and mowed my lawn and uh, mm-hmm. got, got my sneakers all suitably grass stained up. Yeah. And like, can't, can't wait That's to get those is. puppies all grass stained up. Cleaned out a drain in my driveway, you know, did, you know, so like a little bit of productive stuff, but you know, like I said, as, re- as far as reading goes, I've sort of, I got to get just sort of back into it. Um, and that will come up later on too as well. Uh, but so ESV readers and I'm sort of just, I'm doing fine there. Nothing. I, I, I wish I was a little more consistent. Um, as far as memorization, I actually have been listening to. Galatians one one two, and I'm going to start branching out and just start listening to the whole thing over again. Uh, Indwell in the Dwell app, which is okay. baller. Yep. Um, I really do like that app. It's a really cool format. Um, they actually just did like an update where you can actually listen to hymns as the background, as the ambient sort of background music thing. So okay. I, I might I might check nice. that out at some point. Um, but I haven't. I I have my memorization journal. I just haven't been using it. So again, just sort of, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's so like I'm not. It it is. This is an excuse. And I know what we you know what people say about excuses. They're all like you know, yep. things, and they stink. Um, but yeah. with with COVID and just all of the stuff sort of surrounding that life, it's just it's been very hard for me to sort of get settled into a routine. Even though, in a lot of ways, my my sort of daily rhythms haven't changed all that much, um, so it's just been weird. Uh, but lastly, the only game that I've been playing with any sort of frequency, and boy howdy, have I been playing it! Is Octopath <laughs> Traveler? Uh, mm. Fired it up, started playing it a few weeks ago, and it just like everything else is just sort of like the the Drake stiff arm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. 
the the, mm-hmm. the finger out going no 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 and then <laughs> octopath traveler i'm like yes yes mm, um that's the one it's mm. Mm. it's it's very good it's very very good it has sucked up a whole bunch of my time it's like it's one of those things where and i, and I told you this earlier but it, it really is it's like i'll play this for a couple hours and then i'm like oh it's three in the morning <laughs> that's not yeah. great that's not yeah. great so that's that is my backlog report how about you what what, what you got for me josh um, let's see. Well, uh, the first thing is that I did actually end up finishing the, uh, Claire campaign in Resident Evil 2. Oh, It was sweet. the day after we finished recording the podcast. <laughs> the next get- day I finished it up. Um, how did, so, so now that you finished it, okay. Mm-hmm. How did that last fight, the one on the, the, the platform? So you know what I, I'm talking Like I'm trying. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hoarded a bunch of uh, the the ammo, the rocket launcher ammo. So okay. I had a lot of that, along with the minigun that they give you right before that fight. Mm. Um, so between both of those, it was not difficult for me. I also had a ton of healing items. That so I you just up. you just shredded that fight then? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I mean, see, it took a lot of ammo, but it still wasn't. It wasn't that. It was easier for me than the fight where you had to kind of get him in the you had to knock him off the like the second time you fight him it's more in close quarters and you had to knock him off by using the uh the train car the, or whatever that like the, swings around yeah the big con, the the big metal connex yeah yeah that one was harder for me because it was in closer quarters like this one i could just run around until he jump down from the ceiling and then you could blast well, him with it the other one though too you need to you have to use that big metal box thing to smash yeah. him over the yeah. side so yeah that fight with that too i was i was drained when i got into that fight and it was yeah, just like that's that. why I, t- I told you guys like it was like you i ran out of the knife yeah. i just i was like I'm just going to run up on this dude and stab him. <laughs> and it was like, it was like four or five hits. And he was just like, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Re-listening to that episode. I was like, wait, what? That is insane. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I just want to be done with this game for a while. I just want to be <laughs> done with this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking so, of which Resident mm-hmm. Evil three has uh, since dropped. Yeah. And uh, there is a, like just a brief, I, I'm not trying to, sidetrack the the black backlog report uh mm-hmm. there has been a bit of an uproar about the the length of that game yeah uh, there are some people who are not happy with the fact that it is a short game uh and i'm like well the the other one's not super long either so it, it's it's all about in the replay value but I, again i don't know mm-hmm. um are there uh, two com- campaigns in resident evil 3 I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything about Resident Evil Three. Okay. But I, okay. But okay. I know with those games in general, it's just like you replay it and you replay it and you replay it until you just sort of. Any, anyways, it's just interesting little sort of like rabbit trail. My bad. Yeah. No. 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 I I did actually hear as well that the uh, at least one guy that I follow on YouTube uh, dropped his review of the Final Fantasy VII remake just this morning. And he said mm. he finished it. It was a no frills playthrough, so he didn't go on any side quests or anything. He said he finished it in just at twenty four hours, which I was like, "Oh, that seems oh, short." 
I've heard it was things a about that too. Plus hour game. Well, I've weird. heard there are a lot of people that I remember when they first talked about that dropping. That a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's going to be forty hours." And it's just like it's it's just till you get out of Midgard or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. and that and that it's like people are getting pissed because it's like forty hours to to like clean that that part of the game out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you guys were expecting. Yeah, it's it it's it's weird because uh, it also has some very very good review. I, I mean, it was it's at like an 87 right now on Metacritic. I didn't check I'm, Open Critic. I think so. I was just gonna say, like, I think for me, all that that does is reinforces my idea to just I'm waiting until like the complete version comes out. And I'm yeah. just buying everything. Yeah. Right, and and I don't say that to like you know we've we've talked about it on this podcast. We think Resident Evil Seven in general is overrated. Okay, I'm not trying to Final take Fantasy shots. Seven. The, yeah, I said Resident Evil. I'm so sorry. Resident Re- Evil Seven. Seven. Uh, I can't even. T- uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. Resident Evil Seven is not overrated. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, and I do want to pick that one up eventually. Um, yeah, so, so Final Fantasy VII, we make no bones about it. We both think it's overrated, the original one. Um, but I will say this new one looks better than the original to me. Um, Mm -hmm. even if, even if the, the combat has been changed up, I've actually heard good things about the combat. So I don't know. I don't know. The jury's still out on whether or not I'll eventually end up picking it up. Check out that demo. Eventually. Check out that demo, man. Yeah. It's, it's Uh, pretty cool. I'll need to. Um, but... Uh, I, yeah, I, I was surprised by that just because, well, Square Enix had been saying like, well, they're all going to be game length, like a Final Fantasy game length. Um, and so when he said 24 hours, I'm like, ooh, that's not Final Fantasy length. That, that's, well, that's, that's Final still Fantasy a decent 4. video game. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess early ones. Um, so, well, you know, yeah. take, take it for what it's worth. I was just surprised when I heard that. Uh, anyways, so finished Resident Evil 2. I've been playing a lot of Persona 5, and that's a good game. I like it. I've finally hit more of a groove where now that I have more confidence, there's more stuff to do during the day. Um, I'm, I'm, I I just made it out of the second uh, palace. So, you know, second palace in three months. Uh, I don't know if I'm even going to finish it this year. We'll see. Uh, but it's a good game. I'm enjoying it. I started up uh, Transistor as well mm. on switch is this your first time playing it it is yes Ooh. i've played through bastion this is the first time playing transistor man i love the art style it is so good um, that combat that that like sort of that weird blend of like action sort of tactical thing it's, it's, that they've gone on I, yeah I, I really like it it's really good it is good i'm still early on so i'm still finding out how to use it um it was very confusing for me at first. Uh, well, the game in general was confusing because I was, you know, I'm playing it on Switch. I was thinking it was more of a pick up and play game, and it is not. It is definitely one that's more subtle in the way that it tells its story. Um, it kind of demands your attention, I guess, is what I'm saying, in order mm-hmm. to figure out how to play it, in order to figure out what the story is, stuff like that. So it kind of threw me for a loop. I had to go to YouTube to basically figure out the combat and how it how it actually works and uh how you you know basically make your skills out of the stuff that you have and now i not that i wasn't enjoying it just that i was like oh wow this is this is over my head 
I, I dig it. I'm still super early in it because I got another Switch game. Um, and I've been playing some of that with my wife. And that game is Animal Crossing New Horizons. I didn't think I was going to be picking it up, but she, the, the, the social media marketing, she's like, everyone is talking about this game. So if you want to pick it up, you can. <laughs> I, um, I have seen like, there, there were some disturbing tweets about what people will, are willing to do for bells. Really? Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that I haven't seen those tweets. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I am having fun with Animal Crossing. It's just a chill game. Um, and it's definitely one. It gradually opens up. I've had it for like four or five days at this point. So I'm still super early in it. But I like the progression. Like the first day that you play it, you can't play it for more than an hour. Like you've pretty much done everything you can at that point because you don't have very many tools. Your island is kind of blocked off. There aren't very many other characters there. Like it's basic. that first day is basically just kind of set up for everything. So then you have to wait. Wait till the next, because it runs on a time, you know, it runs on the actual time of your system. So you literally have to wait until the next day before things kind of reset, more things open up. And I, I like that the game like forces, like there's not too much to do. You can't get overwhelmed with this game. So that's pretty nice. I dig it. But I've, you know, I've unlocked some more stuff. I have some friends who are playing it as well, who have taught me their ways on how to actually do things more efficiently, more productively, I will say. And so that's been, that's been really helpful. It's, it's, cool to play a game with friends as well and my wife likes the game so i've come home a couple times uh, well just this afternoon i came home from work and she was sitting on the couch playing it i'm just like oh you like a can video you, can, game can you guys play together like is there a co-op mode or is it yes yes oh, it is a cool. limited it is a limited co-op mode so the the island that you create you both live on like anyone yeah. on who uses your switch lives on that island. You just use a different sign in in order to have your character be there. You can do co-op, um, but one person's the leader, one person's the follower and the follower is somewhat limited in what they can do. Like if they get off screen, then they, you know, like Sonic and, and tails uh, just kind of like pop up next to the main character. If you get too far off, and um, basically the stuff that you collect collect goes immediately into storage. You don't have storage on you while you're playing co-op, if that makes hmm. sense. So um, yeah, it's limited, but you can. You totally can. That's what we did the first day that we bought it. Um, so it, it, yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, but I, I will get back to Transistor. Uh, but Animal, Cro- Animal Crossing is the pick up and play game that I was looking for. It's just, just kind of like you don't have to think about it. You can play it for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, put it down. You're good. No big deal. Um, so those are the games that I've been playing. I have purchased a lot of games because these eShop sales are insane. Um, mm, so I have been yes. building that backlog, as we say. In the past two weeks, I've purchased Hyperlight Drifter. Because it was on sale for ten bucks, and you know we talked yes. about it a few weeks ago. Totally worth it. Um, I picked up a fighting game, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, because it was four dollars and eighty cents. 
Come to find out that a lot of the content, or at least the characters, half the roster is is gated behind DLC, which is annoying. But still, for you know, five dollars, um, there's some Persona Four characters in it, so I wanted to check it out. So five bucks, it's worth it. Uh, Cosmic Star Heroine is a uh, turn-based RPG. It's an RPG. I don't, I don't know all the mechanics. I've heard good things about it. It was three dollars, so I picked that up. There's this arcadey. Uh, shooter called Rive. It was a dollar fifty. Rive Ultimate Edition. Okay, it was a dollar fifty. So yeah, I had to pick that up. I was really tempted. Bro Force was three seventy five, and I was like, dang, if there were some people who wanted to play some Bro Force, I might pick that up. I Fool, I will play Bro Force. Oh man, well maybe I'll be spending another three seventy five soon on 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 PS four or Switch. Switch. Okay, I can yeah. I can swing three seventy five. <laughs> I will play Bro Force. Well, maybe that that might be a thing. That's that's oh, we could do. Here oh, dude, we could do a uh, a Nintendo Switch Bro Hang. Bro Hang on Bro Force. Bro dude, Hang on Bro cool. Force. It does support online play. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be picking this up after the this episode. <laughs> okay. Yo, uh, real quick before I forget. I heard today on one of the podcasts I listened to, you like Rogue Legacy, right? I do. It's a good game. Rogue Legacy two. <gasps> what? It's Are you serious? I don't think I don't oh. think there's a date on it yet. Um but Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. replaces retro graphics with hand drawn visuals. Oh, that sounds great. Cause I dig the first one. So. I really, I really like that look too, um, like the the screenshot stuff that I've seen. So, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'd too. that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, just a tweet from Cellar Door Games. Oh mm. man, that sounds like fun. All right, so uh, oh, the last game that I bought was just today. I bought the Sega Genesis Classics pack edition whatever it's like 50 genesis games it's 12 bucks on switch i mean yeah that was hard to pass up so uh bought a lot of games creating a bigger backlog man oh man sorry guys well you're just uh, sorry in in the words of our homie uh stephen miller you are just or home bucket uh you Mm -hmm. are just uh you know, investing in a good set of clubs for that next round of backlog golf. There you go. Practicing my drive. I don't I don't know what are the golf terms. I don't know. I played golf story, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Get uh, good scrub. <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of reading, I've read a couple books. Uh a book called uh Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. That one's really good. It's about stoicism. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's really good there are a few things in there that I was just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like that's kind of trash. Um, but overall I liked it a lot. Like there was a lot of really good stuff. So I enjoyed it. Um, but th- like there were, there was a chapter on like, <laughs> I, this sounds so stupid and new agey, but kind of like recognizing yourself as a part of the universe, if that makes sense. And I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like that's, that's dumb. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I get what they're kind of going for is like, you're a cog in the machine sort of a thing. So don't like, basically don't be so full of yourself. Like you're just Mm -hmm. one piece of all of this. 
And while sure you can salvage some bit of truth from that, I was you know that was that chapter in particular. I was just like whatever, like now. I I I prefer the way the Bill Watterson sort of addressed that is Mm -hmm. uh, I'm significant. Scream the insignificant speck of dust to the cosmos. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, again, yeah, there's something in there. um, But at the same time, yeah, it it just sounds super new agey. Like, yeah, you're being one with the universe because like, you know, as a Christian, yes, the Holy Spirit indwells his people, but that's totally different than being part of the rest of creation like no actually there is a significance that comes with being man and that is the image of god and that's because of god not because we have like this inherent amazingness like it's it's i think that might be called i'm not 100 percent. might be called panantheism oh pa- yeah okay okay yeah, yeah yeah i think i know what you're panentheism Penendoscopy? What is that? Uh, Penentheism, uh, all in God from the Greek. Yeah. Uh, the belief that divine pervades and interpenetrates every part of the universe and all, also extends beyond space and time. Yeah. It's mm. sort of like that. I mean, it, he gets more to, and it was a time, it was a short chapter. Uh, all the chapters are pretty short, but this one in particular was kind of short. It was more just like the idea or the concept of God is the collective universe and you're a part of it. So it's not even that there is a divine being that pervades everything. It's like everything together as the universe is divine. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a slight, I mean, it's all, it's all paganism. (laughs) It's all, but it's a slight difference. It's all Um, heresy, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, um, I, I would recommend the book because it has a lot of good to say, a lot of good like stoic ideas. Um, I'm, I was actually looking, because I listened to it, I was looking to pick up a physical copy so that I could go through it slower in the future um, because I did, I did enjoy it for sure. But the caveat is there's, yeah, there's some paganism in it. There's some weird stuff in it. But by and large, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I I listened to, read another book, and I've gone back and reread some chapters called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Um, And it's it's really interesting. It actually Mm. has has some to do with what we're going to be talking about today is productivity. But he has a very interesting take on things. Um, And like a lot of some of the other stuff, it's kind of eat the meat and spit out the bones. He definitely has a very optimistic view of things um not not altogether realistic for everyone he is a very particular individual and um i don't think everyone is wired the same way that he is and so he kind of assumes that everyone is and like this is gonna work if you he does like the bullet coffee right okay i i probably i mean he has a very um strong personality so i'm sure anything that he's into he he definitely is very into it if that makes sense so yeah yeah he, he i could be I've, a coffee person. i well yeah i'm pretty i've read some of his stuff before mm-hmm. it's okay. it's very like what i will say is that it requires a very special type of individual yeah to maintain that lifestyle yeah exactly and so i would say like the general principles that he has are very helpful and so like okay. i said 
I've list, I've re-listened to some of the chapters over again, thinking through like how I can apply them to myself and the way that I work. Um, but it's not. I mean, sure, if you if you follow absolutely everything to a T, you can become just like him. Sure, the, the promise of a four hour work week um, is far fetched. <laughs> but he yeah. do, while he does lay out the steps to get there. Um, it's also, you know, not everyone is wired the same. Some people have, some people really enjoy what they do and what they do cannot be accomplished, like physically cannot be accomplished in four hours a week. It just can't. Um, but there are certain things that he talks about that um, can help you be more efficient and effective at what you do. And so you are able to either accomplish more, you're able to accomplish more in less time. And that I think is a net positive. So um, while it might not be, yeah, it might not be as its title suggests, but it's definitely helpful and I've enjoyed it. So that's what I've been reading. Uh, that's what I've been playing. Uh, and then we already talked about, we watched Tiger King as well. Tiger King. That's been fun. <laughs> so that's, you know, some Carol of the stuff Baskin. that I wanted to. <laughs> Carol Baskin. But it's not the, anyways, he has such a weird voice because it's somewhat high pitched. It's not all, but it's also gruff at the same time. It's just well, weird. That's, that's the, that's the squeaky effeminate weirdness meets like a two pack a day habit for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like that. It's so that, strange. That, that sort of like that old lady that runs a register at like, some like nasty little like you know convenience store. Yeah, um, totally. Well, and then okay, so the last little anecdote for Tiger King, the weird. Th- so this dude, he's so out there. He actually has a few country albums, and my wife even pointed this out. I don't listen to country music, um, but she she used to listen to a lot of country music when she was younger. He's not a bad singer. Like is that, it, do, you, it's not do you really terrible. think that's that's him though? I'm not sure that that's, oh, that's really true. his voice. It I might I, not be. I, I don't even believe think it. about that. I didn't even think he, about that. But from the clips that they play in the show, like even the music, I was like, I don't know what session musicians he got on this, but the music itself isn't bad. It's like, not terrible. Yeah, it's 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 not the worst. You see that man, and you hear that he's made a country album. You'd think it's just a vanity project, you know, like oh, and it is garbage. Well, yes, <laughs> but just a vanity project. Like it's actually de- for what it is, it's decent. Yeah, he, he is a, a or whoever's singing, I guess, um, is not a bad singer, and the music itself isn't terrible. No, you can make the argument. Well, country itself is terrible. Okay, okay. If you hate country, then but but looking past your biases, like. It's not the word. It's not Nickelback. <laughs> mm. So, um, anyways, that's how surreal that is. But instead of wasting your time watching strange people on the internet or looking at phone apps, 
so that you can make sure you don't step on poop when you walk down the street. How about we talk about something a little bit more productive? But um, I like it. That's, that's I, I I like the fact that you you always bring your A game to your your segue work. I'm, I appreciate I'm trying. That. I'm trying. You no, know, dude, that was good. That was good. <laughs> It's like the, the, no, the, there's no try there. That was simply you did there it. No try. There is no try. <laughs> you, you done did do it. <laughs> you done did it. It got done. All right. So why? Okay, why on a video game podcast are we talking about productivity? First of all, what kind of a what kind of a hmm. topic is that? Well, I think the thing is is we are not just a a strict uh, productivity podcast. We mm-hmm. are a productivity, a, a productivity, a video game pod. <laughs> oh man, I'm just Pro- going video <laughs> game pod. Productivity, they talk pretty someday. Um, we are not just a video game podcast. We are a podcast, sort of examining stewardship, uh, work life balance, hobbies all from sort of a christian e perspective. Uh, one of the things that we, we seek to do on this with this podcast is to sort of help people uh, basically get a framework for uh, uh, developing healthy uh, personal doctrines of recreation, rest, and mm-hmm. labor. Um, and so some of that means um, from time to time, and because I think that the one of the things is in order to uh, enjoy this hobby well and for it to actually be fruitful and beneficial, that means that on the other side that the, the things need to be in the right balance. And so we yep. need to be working hard and not just working hard, but working smarter. Um, you, you know, and, and I already told you, I, I've been sort of like, you know, we've talked about on the podcast before, but uh, I've been... T- reading through do more better a little bit i have not finished Uh it i was supposed to but then octopath traveler happened (laughs) and um sort of i was oh yeah i'll be fine and then i was like nope nope uh it was just like uh octopath sort of got its hook in me and just Mm -hmm. you know yeah between tiger king and octopath that's that's pretty difficult act to follow i was i was i was Playing Octopath Traveler while we were watching Tiger King. Um, <laughs> so, that is awesome. <laughs> um, but I think the the thing though here is Chally's does lay out what I think is a fairly helpful and useful. He has a productivity um, catechism, mm-hmm. but you know he sort of talks about productivity. But like the the, the point that he sort of emphasizes early on in the book is that it's not just a matter of like working harder and sort of throwing more effort at things, but it is sort of maximizing your effort. Um, and so that you are not just working hard, but you're working well. That is an important side. That is probably the more important side than sort of like in order to rest well, one has to work well. Um, you know, to quote, uh, our, our, uh, yeah, I'd call him buddy, even though we don't have a personal relationship with him. But to to quote uh, Paul Maxwell, uh, the best rest is well earned, and yes. so part of that earning that that rest entails working hard, and not just working hard, but working 
well and mm-hmm. you know and, and pursuing excellence. So that's a very long-winded way of saying this is why we're talking about it because yeah. it matters and it matters especially in the context of hey uh we like video games things need to be in the right place. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Uh I love it. it. It's funny because like a few of those things that you mentioned are stuff that I had written down like to be sure and and talk about when we're talking about productivity and and how it relates to yeah, our our hobbies as video games because like okay, on a simple <laughs> basic level like you don't want that nagging feeling while you're playing a game. You don't want that nagging feeling of, ah, oh, I should be doing something else. You know what I mean? Like that oh, kind you, of ruins- you mean, you mean the feeling that I experienced, uh, over Friday and Saturday. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't br- mean to bring any conviction, but just like, you know, th- that makes it more difficult to play, especially if you're prone to something like that. If, if, you know, binges like that, happen a lot like you know in that case it's probably best to kind of limit yourself as much as you can um because you don't want you want to be a a responsible human being (laughs) i guess is what i'm trying to say um or at least you should want to yeah be a responsible human i would hope so uh, you know, also during this time, I think it's it's interesting, you know, with the COVID-19 stuff going on um, and being at home a lot. Like, on the one hand, for a lot of people, this means you do have more time on your hands. Uh, and so you're able to partake in your hobbies and video games more often, which is not a bad thing. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, but... As you mentioned, we also do want to be very balanced. So like when we get extra time, is this the only thing that we're spending it on? Well, maybe we need to kind of reevaluate. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, um, but evaluate our priorities. And like st- we still want to be productive even when we have more time on our hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we definitely want to to balance that out. Um, so... Productivity, like you mentioned, uh, the best rest is well earned. <laughs> um, it just it feels so much better when you are productive, and then you get to partake in video games. Man, I mean, you have your cake and eat it too. That's that's awesome. As Christians, we are called to glorify God and to love others. Those are similar, like those are not mutually exclusive things. Um, but th- that's what we're called to do, and we can do that by being productive uh by being by looking at the work that we have to do and the responsibilities that we have and fulfilling those to the best of our abilities um that is loving god <laughs> cuz he's the one who gives us the work to do and that is oftentimes loving others as well um because what we do for work usually has an effect on other people, whether it's our coworkers, whether it's our family, whether it's the immediate, the people who, you know, in your case, like your uh, mail carrier, like people are directly affected by how well you're able to deliver letters. You know what I mean? Well, I, th- I think too, there's, there's a Martin Luther quote that I'm going to sort of paraphrase here, but 
a lot of times people say like, well, why does work matter? And I'm, and, and, and this is, this is something, this has been a quote or a phrase that sort of stuck with me pretty much since I heard it. And, um, Martin Luther's work on uh, his, his essays or whatever on vocation are, are, is excellent. And as far as I'm concerned, should be required reading. Uh, but it's not like there's any, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and it's, I don't think he has like any full essays. Anyways, point is, he says, uh, in talking about vocation and calling and working hard and working well, he says that the Christian cobbler does not glorify God by affixing little crosses to his shoes, but rather um, he honors God by working well and making good shoes. And, yeah. you know, this is a very high view of work very high view of vocation and labor. Whereas, you know, culturally we, I, I think, you know, you, you referenced Tim Ferriss earlier uh, and mm-hmm. it's like his whole thing is like work less so I can play more. So I can sort of pursue like the things that I want to. And I'm saying that I, frankly, I think that some of that maybe I, I would say like the, the areas that where he's like saying like, you know, maximizing productivity and things like that. But the goal is not work hard so that you don't have to work later. It's work hard because work is good. We were made to work and it honors the Lord. And that that's mm-hmm. like, frankly, that's a hard headspace to get into. And maybe I just take it for granted because like, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to say like, there are people I know for a fact who work much harder than I do. They're like stonemasons. I know dudes who are bricklayers. Yeah, <laughs> they work really freaking hard. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I have a. I walk ten miles a day. I carry several pounds of mail all day long. Like I've, you know, I'm I'm constantly lifting heavy boxes out of the truck and you know, dragging them up to people's porches and stuff. And so, like, you know, there's just. There's a pile of things there that I'm like, I, I, I would say that as a general rule, based on my job, I work hard. Now, for me, in a lot of ways, it's kind of easy because I've been doing it for, you know, four or five years. Whereas, you know, if I, I just threw a, and, and I just threw a satchel on somebody and said, hey, and, and, and I mean, like, this is, this sort of proves true when we, when we get these, these, these new carriers, these, these CCAs, but it's like, it's just like, hey, do this. And it's like, it takes time to get up to the point where you can walk, you know, I can walk 10 miles a day, six days a week for days on end, I, you know, for weeks on end. Yeah. And I mean, I've done it and it's, it's like, you just, you get used to it and you just sort of push through it and you, your body gets accustomed to it. And anyways, I'm just saying, I, I know not everybody has, it's like work hard. It, it's important. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, and, and frankly, we need to probably re-examine often our, our attitudes i know even in myself a lot right. of time like when, when i come home i'm like i walk 10 miles a day i should get to do whatever i want and it's like i think of a, a quote by matt chandler at that point in time that says your real your real work as a husband and as a father starts the minute you you come back in that door that's your real and it's i don't i don't necessarily agree with that quote 100 percent 
I mean, I, I think like, but I think he does, he is making a point that that is, you know, when I come home, my job isn't to just sort of like sit around and be catered to because I worked hard all day. It's to come home, serve my wife and, you know, take care of my home and animals. You know, I include my dogs and my cat in that. Like it's, it's to take care of them, make sure that their needs are met and, mm-hmm. and sort of go from there. So, yeah, man. I, and I think that's actually a great kind of segue into uh, from going from why we want to be productive, right, into how, like, what are some ways to be productive? I think the first thing, so I have a couple, for lack of a better term, a couple steps uh, to follow. And the first thing that you need to do, I, I think, is to take a sober evaluation of how you're currently spending your time. Um, so actually like look at what you are doing right now. Um, and this, you know, it's, it's kind of like that phrase, you have to spend money to make money. Um, yeah. In this case, you have to use time in order to, you know, in the future, gain more time back. Like you have to set aside some time so that you can actually recognize. It's sort of like with finances is what, well, I just said spend money to make money. But I mean like, you have to have a budget and you have to like look at your receipts in order to see where you're spending your money before you actually wake up and realize, oh, wow, I'm spending, you know, X amount on food every month or, you know, X amount on video games um, or, or like dumb purchases. And it's, it, and it just kind of hits you like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that I was spending that much. Um, it's the same thing with our time, you know, the internet, <laughs> our phones are, are one of those things where it can be a huge time sink that you just don't realize until you actually, you know, have that app on there instead of for snapping pictures of different things on the, on the sidewalk. <laughs> um, you have that app that tracks how long you're using other apps throughout the day or how long your phone is on throughout the day. Um, I, I actually, you know, I was thinking about the screen time function on my mm-hmm. iPhone. I also use it's sort of a different tracker. It's called Life Cycle. Okay. Um, and what it does is it sort of like it automatically logs some stuff. So it knows when I'm at home or when I'm sleeping. Like it's linked to another app. And so that tracks my sleep and everything else. It's like Santa Claus. Yeah. It, it knows, knows if I've you've been, been sleeping. sleeping. It knows when I've. I'm awake. It knows if I've been good or bad. Uh, uh, it doesn't know that. It, it, it assigns no moral judgment. Um, <laughs> but it, what it does is, and you can actually add categories and stuff. But like, so it, it will sort of track my location and sort of, and it recognizes patterns. But it logs like hours um, mm-hmm. for me. And so I'm just saying, like something like that. And I'm going to start like trying to. I'm going to start putting in like time spent in video games and things like that and reading and just like nice. throwing all that stuff in there so that we we're tracking and it tracks it by day, by week, by month, and then eventually by year. And it's like, you know, so by the end of a year here in, it'll tell me, I'll pull it up in 268 days. So into, into next year at some point in time, uh, it will be able to sort of give me a snapshot of how many hours I've spent on different activities. Mm. Like, um, and, and then like I have so far for the month that, and it's, it's, it's only as good as, 
me using it and me sort of um it's it's only as effective as like how often i track things and actually because it doesn't it logs a lot of stuff automatically but there's a lot of other stuff where it's like okay i have to assign this time so if i'm at home playing video games it just marks that time as at at home but so you know it and again there's a bit of but i mean it it uh, tracks how much time I spend running errands, how much time I've spent talking to people. Like, you know, like I have different categories in here. Yeah. How much wow. time, like there's all sorts of stuff that like, you know, for the past month I have spent uh, two hours smoking cigars or uh, <laughs> um, nice. I, I put that in there. Uh, three hours in Bible study, five hours in online service stuff uh six hours recording podcasts so far it hasn't included tonight yet um (laughs) that number might double double yeah (laughs) Uh, but it's like uh seven hours i i spent seven hours helping somebody do some like yard work and stuff so there's like it but it keeps all this track it's like um and it's not perfect it's saying so far for the month uh i spent 148 hours um working now the the working metrics are a little weird it doesn't always Mm -hmm. perfectly pick that up but i did it's maybe about right um but it's just it's an interesting sort of like there are these things out there that will help us sort of track these things like help us sort of watch our time and then after a little bit we can get a snapshot and say okay over the course of a month this is how much time i spent doing x y and z and maybe there's some adjustments that need to be made yeah. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I mean I I'm just I think like these things are useful because that is part Definitely. of the issue. It's like it is in order you know you you talked about the 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 sort of tracking your finances. Like those things that are measured are mastered. You know, mm-hmm. and I, again, I think Paul Maxwell tweeted that out and it's sort of something that stuck in my but like the things that we track and we log and we are intentional about and we think about are the things that we turn around and we say that's like why it's always more like if you count calories and sort of like stick within a, a, a caloric limit and you sort of stick to those guidelines you will lose weight mm-hmm. because you're more mindful about what you're putting into your body right whereas when you when you just sort of like pull a nate's going to be a walking dumpster with legs you know he's just going to be a, <laughs> he's going to be a dumpster fire um yeah. You know, that that's when, you know, you put weight back on and you make poor, you know, dietary choices. So I'm just, yeah, like these things are connected. Right. And, and when you have kind of like that objective measurement, um, it helps you to stop lying to yourself, frankly, because <laughs> we give yeah. ourselves a lot of slack, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, you're talking about like what you eat, you know, like oh, but I really feel like a cheeseburger right now. Like, and I don't have anything against cheeseburgers, but I'm just saying like, when you log the calories of what that meal is, like you actually start to recognize what that will, what that means for your body going forward. Um, whereas before it's, it's just about like, what do you feel like eating right now? Or what will, what will get you, you know, from the, the point you're at now hungry to not hungry 
to, you know, full, at least for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then you start eating a bunch of empty calories because it just, it feels better to do that. And, and you just kind of like, oh, you know, kind of, uh, brush it under the rug, but then you go four days without eating a single vegetable. You know what I mean? Cause you're just following what you want to eat. Um, but when you actually can evaluate what it is that you're doing, it, it it can be sobering to actually look at that and see, okay, what is it? So when you actually start to maybe not even get to planning out your days, but just taking a look at what did you do throughout the day um, and you see a chunk of time, two and a half hours was spent scrolling on your phone. Like, wow, I didn't realize that's how long it would be. What could you do with two and a half hours? You know, what could you accomplish? Even if it's just video games, you know, like even if 30 minutes of that goes to say Bible study and two hours of that goes to video games, like what you probably feel a bit more accomplished if that's what the two and a half hours went to, as opposed to scrolling through your phone, not saying that all scrolling through your phone is bad, but you know, just like when you actually start to look at what you're doing with your time, I think that will help lead you into uh, more productivity. It'll, it'll be better for mm-hmm. you in the long run. Um, so that was kind of the first thing I would recommend doing if you're trying to become more productive is just recognize what you're doing right now. The second thing I would say is another sober evaluation of what should you be doing? Like, what are your priorities? Um, and I kind of split this up. So there are a bunch of different, you know, productivity systems and whatever. Uh, I'm I'm trying to just kind of lay some ground rules. And so there are a couple different ways you can go this way. I know Chally's doesn't really talk mm-hmm. about goals very much in Do More Better, um, but he talks about responsibilities. So whether you want to say, and I think both are very helpful. Um, I think goals to me grow out of your responsibilities. Um, so, but actually take a look at what should you be doing as where you are in your life right now? What are you responsible for? As married men, we have different responsibilities than when we were, uh, when we were bachelors, you know, um, you have responsibilities to your church as a Christian, um, you have responsibilities to your friends, you know, especially now that we're all social distancing, like check up on your friends, see how they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to sidetrack you too much, but I thought it was yeah. interesting here. We do need to distinguish between responsibilities and goals. And I, I think it is mm-hmm. good that you said like responsibilities, like goals sort of come out of that. Look at goals as sort of like mile markers. Mm-hmm. And sort of the lifelong pursuit of responsibility. So like that's good. It's it's one of those things like when you're running the race, like these are like finish lines or again, mile markers. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what? Like I got fifty percent more strong. I, I left twenty five more pounds or you know, whatever gains as far as like lifting or and these things actually help like these these touchstones these myomarkers will actually help you track again this is sort of going back to the track but these will help you to track success you know it's like Definitely. there's just there's this idea where it just like these things stack on each other and they build on each other mm-hmm. and so when you build in these systems of like 
one of the things uh, that Chalice did say, and you know, he he did sort of he has like a little matrix for identifying responsibilities and and how mm-hmm. s- some of those different things. It's one thing to say, like, and I think goals are necessary in the sense. It's one thing to say, like, I need to take my physical fitness seriously. Okay, mm-hmm. what what like what goals do is they put a target on that. Yeah, and so it's not just like, oh, I need to start eating better. It's like I need to lose twenty pounds, or I need mm-hmm. to, you know, run an eight minute mile, or I need to. Mm-hmm. And what that does is that sort of creates incentive and it creates a finish line. And that can, it can eventually become a moving target at some point, Mm -hmm. but like those things, like they give you something to sort of focus on and help propel, like help sort of keep you moving forward. Um, keep, keep momentum. Um, I think the thing is one of the things I appreciated Charlie saying too, is like, like just as a general is like these things stack on each other. It's like discipline helps yield more discipline mm-hmm. period so like you know if you are more disciplined in your sleep patterns that's going to spill out and you make better choices with eating like when you're tired you're gonna just sort of like i just need to get through the day like i'm i'm like th- when i'm tired it's like i just want a candy bar those are the times when I'm just like, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the the gas station. I'm gonna like drop plunk a couple dollars down on the the counter, and I'm gonna get a candy bar, because um, I just need to get, you know, sort of through whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it and it's like you eat better, you're gonna work better. You work better, you're gonna rest better. You know, and it's like these things just sort of build on each other, and this momentum will actually sort of uh you know it it, it helps it the the more you do this the more it sort of carries through yeah um yeah definitely because i think and and you said it earlier i think because it cultivates discipline right when you start becoming mm -hmm. disciplined in one area that that kind of spills over into other you start to notice when you are intentional about how you're using your time you start to be intentional in yeah what you're putting in your body or or you know all kinds of other things definitely so um it, it is the first few steps are kind of the hardest because once you get the ball rolling and i say first few steps i mean you know that that could take a while when when you're trying to start working out the first few weeks of workouts are you know it's difficult to wake up and to you know get ready to to go into it but then after a while, your body starts to see it as normal. And the workouts, while they still might be intense, are you start to crave it a little bit. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. like the feeling of sweating, which is we- it's weird if you don't work out. That sounds really weird. Um, but after you're into it, it's just like, oh, I haven't, you know, sweat in a while. Like that's something that I need to do. Like my body just feels better afterwards. Um, so yeah. uh, it, it all it all ties together. And I think these are all good things to cultivate. Discipline is a good thing to cultivate. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, yeah. So goals and responsibility. Yeah. Like I think you ought to take a, a good hard look and what should you be doing with your time? I'm not saying this to overwhelm you because sure, there are tons of things you could be doing with your time. Um, you know, we've talked about one of the, 
one of the main kind of like pushbacks we get as people who enjoy video games is like, oh, you know, don't don't waste your time with that stuff. Like you're not getting anything good out of it. You're doing, you know, you're wa- basically you're just wasting your time. You should be doing things. I'm not saying fill every minute of your day with things that are productive or, or things that are, you know, furthering your overall goals. No, like rest is <laughs> something that we were also created to do. Um, it is a part of our rhythms, but like you said, we want to find a balance in, um, in between work and rest. And it differs depending on your current season of life, your current stage of life. When you have a newborn, you're not going to rest as much. <laughs> you're probably not going to get as much work done either. Um, you're probably going to be tending to your family a lot more. So, you know, th- I mean, there's there's different, you have to evaluate for yourself what this means, but um, you do need to ask, what are my responsibilities and how can I meet them? What ought I be doing? You know, am I a bad friend? Am I a bad, I don't know, family member, church member, um, a bad husband? Like, how can I, or or take a look at what time you're spending on these different areas in your life and um, just recognize your responsibilities. And then from there, I would recommend that you start to create some goals. Um, because like you said, they are ways in, there's something to shoot for. Personally, I am a very laid back kind of person. And so if I don't make goals for myself, I'll kind of just go with the flow. And, um, that, you know, it's just status quo kind of go with whatever, whatever needs to happen. Cool. I'll work on that. Sure. Why not? Um, and so I particularly, I know myself and I need goals to motivate me to do better. Um, and, and it really helps to remind, to constantly remind myself of what my goals are and why I wrote those goals, um, and what those will actually accomplish. Like, what we talked about, like what responsibilities were fulfilling um, and what that goal is for, basically. Um, so I think those are important, writing out your responsibilities and some goals. Um, from there, I'd say the next step is how do you reach those goals, right? If you want to lose 20 pounds, okay, now here's where the rubber meets the road of what do I need to do today, tomorrow, in order to moving towards losing 20 pounds, you know, whether it's, whether you decide on calorie counting, whether you decide on a workout schedule, like what can you do immediately in the next day or two um, in order to take those first steps? Um, I, I think that really helps because from there you start to create priorities. And I think that's really important as well is that now that you know what you're spending your time on and what you ought to be spending your time on, well, what are are your priorities based on your responsibilities and your goals? What should be prioritized above other things? Um, so when we talk about video games, that's probably towards the middle of the list or the lower end of the list of things that you want to get done yeah. is like, yeah. yes, rest is important. Um, but it is not nearly as important as fulfilling other responsibilities because it's not a responsibility. (laughs) You know, I'm not responsible to myself that I need to play video games. No, (laughs) I need to rest. Sure. 
Um, and so, you know, you might put priority on getting eight hours of sleep a night. That's cool. Like, that's fine. Um, if that's where your priorities are, but, um, so setting out some next steps into how you can accomplish those goals and, and setting out priorities for what you want to accomplish helps to solidify, um, what needs to be done so that you can start to cut the fat basically so that you can focus on what is most important in your life. So I I think it's interesting that you used, excuse me, uh, the phrase cut the fat because, so there's a whole lot of things that you ought to do and you're saying, Mm -hmm. well, we, you know, you have the category of like things we ought to do. So that by its sort of very existence infers that there are things that we ought not to do. And so you, so there are things that we ought to cut out. Um, mm-hmm. There are things that we ought to say no to. Um, and in, in order to be truly effective or productive, and some of those might be good things. Some of those, uh, you know, might be yeah. things that are bene- would be beneficial uh, or, or just enjoyable legitimately good, but they might not be the best thing for you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of one of the things about sort of really being truly effective and productive is understanding your finitude or that you are limited. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's only so much that you can do. And if you've got a full plate by just trying to get more, like everybody has a different size plate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's some people who have very large plates. They can tackle lots of things. Um, there are other people, and I'm stealing this from someone else. You know, he used, they, this, this gentleman used this illustration. Other people have smaller plates. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but the thing is, if you, if you can't, like, if your plate is a smaller plate, you're just not going to be able to handle well the same sort of food, so to speak, or you're Mm -hmm. you're just not going to be effectively able to handle as much as someone who has a much larger, larger plate or larger capabilities. And that's not a reflection on a personal individual. And, and you might even find that as you sort of grow in discipline and maturity, that you are able to take on more and be more effective, but that, that in a lot of ways, even then what, what in some ways, it's just you learning what to say no to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so that that is an important an important part here is that it is just as just as it is it really important to identify things that you need to be doing. It's also important, it, it, critical in, in a different way to say these are things that I really need to either walk away from or just avoid. And some of that may be like some of that is like might be like bad habits that you need to, or just like, you know, time killers or time wasters that you sort of been engaged in that you need to put, put aside or put away or just sort of cut out altogether. Some of that might be legitimate. Like there might be a ministry that you're involved with or a program that you're involved with that you really like, you really enjoy, but um, it's not a priority as, as far as requirements go. And it's actually detracting from your ability to perform, you know, other duties for things that are basically more essential. 
Yeah. Um, so again, this comes back to sort of rightly dividing and creating priorities. I'd, I'd say too, Josh, another thing here is like, um, I, I think a lot of times we, we do tend to want to sort of like do these things on our own. And mm-hmm. I would say uh, fellowship and accountability. Now I'm not saying like you need to like sort of like let anybody in on this. And, you know, I mean, there, there are reasons things like AA get, results because what it does is it creates a peer network where you have support and backup and encouragement to stay on the path now i'm not saying that you know there's there's obvious differences between somebody listening to this podcast and maybe somebody going to an aa meeting maybe maybe there are far more similarities than we'd like to cop to um (laughs) but there are these these sort of questions or uh, you know, sometimes you just need somebody like you're going to fall off the horse and sometimes you need somebody to help yeah. you get back on it. And so, sometimes, you know, it, having that extra voice, like just like the idea of saying like somebody just like, you know, if like, okay, like here's, here's the thing I'll bring up. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. If anybody, if you're a friend of mine and you see me on, now, sometimes it's my wife using uh, my my PlayStation or um, whatever, but to to watch TV. But if you see my PlayStation is on, or if you see my Switch is on, um, you know, and you're friends with me on either one of those platforms, seriously, like my my, my send me a message and say, hey Nate, have you done your reading yet? Have you, have you done your quiet time? Have you spent time in the word? Have you spent time doing some reading? Um, like check me on that. And and I I guess I'm just sort of like saying like those things are helpful and it's not just helpful in this sort of beat up way, but it is also helpful to have somebody who's, who's sort of coming alongside you in this and saying, when you do fall off the horse say, Hey, okay, dust yourself off, get back up, keep going. Because like we yeah. weren't meant to do this stuff alone, period. Like right. you know, there was a there was a reason that uh, a reason. Oh man, Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> there's a reason um, that you know early on uh, in the creation narrative, God looks at man and says, "It is not good for man to be alone." And right. I, I don't. I'm, that has a very specific context again, but I also think that has a general application that we were made to be. Um, we we are we are by orientation by nature, whether you're introverted or extroverted. We are community oriented creatures, like yeah. creatures. And so, for us to really flourish, and that's part of what this is, and to glorify God by working well, we and 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 sort of um, being more effective, we need to make sure that we are in uh, community with with people and like i mm-hmm. i think about like you know and again we're in the midst of this this covid-19 um pandemic and uh one of the things we have to maintain social distance you know we we talked about earlier we're using zoom to sort of like do the 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 calls and the the, the different groups and meetings and stuff um i would just say like man like and those things are fine but one of the things I've noticed in this, like, I really miss face-to-face interaction with the 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 people yeah. I really like 
my 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 church brothers and sisters like i really miss spending time with and i had kind of flaked out for a couple of weeks cuz i was just kind of worn out but i really miss that time with jeff and jared i miss sort of on the sundays uh getting together with the other deacon um one of the other deacons uh, you know sunday he and i would just carve out a little time to sort of touch base and check on each other and those are th- like i can still shoot out the text and i can still call and i can still do all sorts of these other things but you know i'm saying like it's it's like those those relationships are really important and critical for mm. us to, to to flourish and be effective and productive um so yeah man yeah man i love that you always uh that you always remind me of that. Well, I mean, it's just been other podcasts as well that I feel like uh, some of the things that we talk about that, that yeah, that you, that you remind me about how much uh, we need other people. That's really good. I dig it. So the ne- the last kind of step, again, I, I'm doing air quotes. You can't, you can't see any air quotes. I'll, I'll try and do it with my voice, but I'm not exactly sure what sound they, that they make. Um, but the last step that I have written down is for organization, just in general. Um, so again, just to, to go over things, it was taking a look at how you spend your time, taking a look at what you should be doing. And then the next step was to like, what are the next steps? Um, what can you do right now or here soon to help meet your goals? And then organization, I think, is a way to basically just keep those goals in front of you and find ways in which that you are able to um, be taking those steps as opposed to as opposed to just making plans and never kind of following through with them. So this would include like task lists. Um, I I have a, a little daily planner that I use that is really helpful for that. Um, it reminds me of the major things that I need to get done each day. If I do it each day, <laughs> I'm kind of hit or miss, which is not good. <laughs> it's not as productive if I if I actually did it every day. Um, but then also that it, it helps. Well, another thing that helps is is taking time to review. So, like I said, you know, you want to do these sober evaluations of what you're doing. Um, but also to review because, you know, it's it's good to after, you know, a month or so of making a change of actually following through with your commitments to look back and see what, you know, what has come from that. Um, even if you're not where you want to be yet, I think you can still, you know, take heart in the ground that you have taken towards your goals and things like that. So. Um, I think to-do lists are really helpful because then you don't forget <laughs> about those little things that you need to do. Um, and you know, a plug for Habitica, even though I haven't used it in quite a while, uh, I need to get back on that. Sorry. Well, um, uh, you know, Habitica is, is a good tool. Uh, do you, are you use Todoist as well, right? Yeah. Yes, I had been using okay. that for quite a while. I, I moved to a different one called Trello, um, but I'm evaluating whether or not I should go back to Todoist because, yeah, that was a good one. I would say for people who are maybe interested in a more analog sort of format, uh, mm-hmm. there's a system called bullet journaling, journaling mm-hmm. um, that is, I use a modified bullet journal 
system. Like I, I tend to be like, I like, I like long form journal entries. Yeah. Whereas bullet journaling is just sort of like, it's task tracking an event. Like it's, it's sort of like a daily planner shorthand system. It's really neat. Um, I'm not super great at it. It's, and, but as just far as like getting organized, it's, if you're interested in a more, again, analog system. Yeah. bullet journaling is is interesting there's a a point at which i would like to just maybe be a little more disciplined there but like mm-hmm. i said i tend to sort of be when i journal i tend to be a little more long form um i you know it that helps me to sort of like decompress and so mm-hmm. the, those long form journaling and bullet journaling sort of they can coexist but it's an uneasy yeah sort of coexistence yeah well um, i mean yeah I'd, I'd say they definitely have different purposes so like yeah you can i don't know it seems like you could do both yeah so, yeah i just uh, trying to find the happy medium has been for uh has been challenging for me yeah so um another and this is just more of a a sort of a productivity technique mm-hmm. um and we've talked about it before but the pomodoro method Again, it's not an yeah. app. It's but if you need this is more about actually like once you've sort of identified these tasks, um, sometimes you just need to act on them. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. it's not just enough to say I need to lose twenty pounds. You know, it's like you were saying, Josh. The the next thing is take the next step, and sometimes the next step is uh, you know just actually acting on these things. So I need, um, and the Pomodoro method, it tends to be sort of like, it's very task oriented. And the basic mm. premise is this, you, you read or write or whatever task you have, you dedicate yourself to that. You focus on it for 20 to 25 minutes. You know, there's, the, mm. you, you can set, basically it's sort of like these short bursts. Um, and, after a 20 minute session or a 25 minute session, you take a five minute break and then you do another 20 or 25, you know, whatever sort of work, but there's a basically work, rest, brief rest, work, brief rest. Mm-hmm. And after you do this so many times, you take a longer break and you just do this until the task is done um, or yep. until your goal is sort of met. So this is sort of like, it's an actual actionable sort of technique that and this like you need to get some housework done 20 minutes five minute break 20 minutes five minute break 20 minutes five minute break like if you are having problems and sort of like just sort of moving on these things this this rhythm will it will help you get stuff done period yeah Yeah. it is it is very powerful um, and I think that also um, kind of leads to a bigger discussion about attention in general, attention as well as intention. But um, primarily, nowadays we have so many distractions. Not saying that the you know I'm not trying to compare, um, but right now we have little computers in our pockets that we use all day long. Um, in my case, I also have a watch that is synced with my, uh, with my phone so that I get, you know, my watch vibrates whenever I get a text message. 
Ooh, you fancy. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's primary. It's a Fitbit. It's not an Apple Watch. So I say watch, but it keep it keeps time. Um, but it it's also for tracking my steps. But regardless, um, that to say is that it is so easy to get distracted by an email, a text message, um, just wanting to jump on Facebook for a little while, things like that. That I am. I, I speaking from personal experience tend to become second nature. Like I, when I wake up, I go downstairs. I usually go to the restroom and then I will usually check my email to see what's come in overnight. And that is not a very effective method of like setting yourself up for the day. Um, I think actually paying attention to what you're doing and not trying to multitask is very powerful because our tendency is to jump from one thing or maybe it's just mine. Maybe I'm just speaking out of, you know, the way that I'm wired, but jumping between different things, um, especially when something gets difficult or something gets boring um, is, is kind of the default way that I work and that's not good for actually getting stuff done. Like even constantly having your email open while you're working, I've found can be really distracting because you're working on something and then an email comes in and you know it's seemingly urgent and, and so you drop what you're doing and then you don't go back to it for quite a while. Um, I, I, I think something like the Pomodoro technique helps a lot to focus because... I don't know about you. When I do my Pomodoros, I set my phone off to the side. Like, I'm not going to focus. Like, even if I get a text message, I've got, like, I can wait 20 minutes maximum before I can look at it again and then reply. Like, it will be fine for 20 minutes, you know, unless (laughs) there are very, very rare circumstances in which 20 minutes actually makes a big difference. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Um, the other thing I think Pomodoro does in a small way that can be very powerful is it creates a reward. Um, like if you get yeah. 20 minutes done, yeah. then you can have those five minutes of whatever. You can blow it on whatever. You can pull out Animal mm-hmm. Crossing for five minutes. You, know. um, you can scroll through Facebook. You can check email for five minutes. Whatever you want to do. Um, I find that because I like to, to work out when I first wake up. I find that I don't make, it, it works for me, don't make coffee first thing when I wake up. I only make it after a workout. So like, as the workout gets more difficult, I can start to think, okay, if I just get make it through this, I get to make coffee. And that is going to be a great start to the morning. <laughs> that sounds, um, that, that, that horrible life decisions there, Josh. <laughs> horrible. It, it helps that, me. That, coffee pot is like it's it's i i have it set up so that uh when i wake up there's a pot of coffee like ready for me to but you know i should probably at least like after my first cup Mm -hmm. work out and then (laughs) (laughs) and then the reward is the second cup yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) well but anyways, uh, th- those were two, I don't know, kind of tips that I've found really help is just focusing your attention, really yeah. focusing on what you're doing, not trying to do a million things at once. And yeah, setting up some sort of reward 
Uh, and I think that's good for goals too, um, because it helps you work towards something. Like, yes, losing 20 pounds can be its own reward, but maybe you say, I'll get two new pairs of pants when I lose 20 pounds, you know, yeah. so that you have that, just something to reward yourself with. Um, that can be really powerful, even if it's just something small. Um, but that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. There, there is that reward of just getting these things done and doing them well and mm-hmm. sort of just the natural consequences like, Hey, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it's also nice to just sort of say like, Hey, I do this thing and you know, this is what's waiting for me at the other, at the finish line. Yeah. It could be as simple as if I get my work done for the day, you know, if I finish this school project. I can play video games for half an hour. You know what I mean? Like, like then mm-hmm. I won't feel bad about like having to do X, Y, and Z. I've gotten that done. My reward is I get to chill and play video games. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, there, there are a lot of tools out there that mm-hmm. just will be helpful. Um, there's lots of frameworks out there to sort of help you get started. Uh, we mentioned it before the do more better uh Charlie's book is is a really I think a really good starting point he's got a lot of sort of like tools and recommendations um that I think will be helpful for a lot of people who don't know where to start because like let's let's be honest like we live uh, and we were sort of talking about this before but we live in a day and age where discipline personal accountability like these things are not like we are not a disciplined people here in America. Like I'm, I'm just right. going to come out and like, say this, like, you know, Micah and I were talking about it or, well, we were talking about it with Micah last, last episode. And he sort of brought up David Platt's book and poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've mentioned this before, maybe on the podcast, maybe, but like one of the poverty problems that we have in America is uh, actually obesity. There are a lot of people who are yeah. living far under, like underneath the, the poverty level who have weight problems and it's because they eat garbage and they eat tremendous amounts of garbage. So I guess what I'm saying, like there, there are issues even within American <laughs> um, poverty that really, uh, and, and again, this is not to sort of say like there, there isn't, there are problems in the world. And like, you know, Jesus said to us before he left, um, and, you know, he, he looked at his disciples and, and they, he said, the poor will always be with you. So we will always have an issue of poverty. I'm not trying to actually address that right now. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to like shame anybody or, you know, but, you know, whereas poverty in other countries actually is, is tied to sort of starvation and malnutrition. We, we suffer, and I think that is an indicator of a lot of problems. Like, we are, there's, uh, there's a term I used to use, um, and I, I have no idea if this is true or not, right? But I read somewhere or heard somewhere one time that pigs will, you know, can get so fat that the fat on their eyebrows will actually, like, or their the, uh, fat above their eyes will just like cover their eyes. They can become so obese. And so like they, they actually blind themselves with their own greed, 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's so, yeah. and it's like that. That is the American problem. Yeah, yeah. and it, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like I'm not sitting here saying like I sit outside of this. We sit inside this. This is the mm-hmm. water that we swim in as Americans, as 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 Christians and Americans. Like we are a people of excess. We are not a people of, of discipline or self control or you know restraint. It's like I want it. I want it now. Um, and that's one of the things that we're actually sort of experiencing with with COVID-19 in a lot of ways um is that there's just it's things are uncomfortable for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. and we're not able to sort of like snap our fingers and sort of get what we want at least if we if we were being reasonable um yeah and and I guess I guess so what I'm saying here is that like there this is really just as much as like this is a, a call for you know you and I to sort of yeah. like reevaluate sort of adjust and like i think you need to have these these like you know not not you per se josh but people in general myself included yourself included like everybody mm-hmm. needs to have these honest conversations and say like listen like these are the things that are important this is like you need to have these sort of diagnostic conversations and these diagnostic sort of like sessions where you sit down do a little bit of honest self evaluation and sort of like you know um, go through these things, um, and and I just think it it is is again sort of going back to where I was before I got sort of rabbit trail. No. Tim Challey's book "Do More Better" has a lot of really good framework stuff. Yeah, um, d- discipline is hard. Discipline is something that you have to come back to and keep coming back to and keep coming back to, and sort of like re just sort of reshoring it up in your life. And it's really easy. Like, listen, I used to be super disciplined um, before I got married. I'm going to blame my wife. No, I'm not. Um, you know, I'd sort of, when I started driving truck, actually, what happened was it just got a lot harder to maintain the the, the discipline and the schedules that I used to. And yeah. so instead of even trying, I just sort of like fell off the wagon. Um, and now that I've carried mail, it's really hard to get back into those rhythms. It's, it's been, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that it, you know, a lot of benefits, but um, yeah. So it's just it's discipline is something that you have to keep working at. Um, yeah. So I just I you know I just wanted to say like if you're looking for places to start, I think Tim Challey's book "Do More Better" is really um, really a good place. Just based on what I have sort of read of it, mm-hmm. um, there's I did buy another book. Uh, uh, I think Everyday Matters or something by Brandon Crow was the name of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't gone through that yet. But it, it's sort of like it's more tools in the toolkit. Um, right. I just I want to encourage people to like take these things seriously. Like take some radical ownership. Um, you know, to to quote uh, Jocko, mm-hmm. you know, r- radical ownership. Uh, but yeah. like, you know, take responsibility. Um, take 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 stock of your life. Um, but that's, I mean, that's all I really had at this point. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that same here. I had those, you know, those steps or whatever you want to call them. And then, um, just a couple tips as well. Um, but no, I, I agree. Do more better is great because it is very short and it is actually surprisingly detailed for its length. Um, like, yeah, he goes into, you know, specific apps you can use on your phone um, and he has a whole system, which 
take it or leave it, it's, it uh, is a great foundation. Like even if you just yeah. start there, like you said, tools in your tool belt, there are plenty of other places that you can go. Um, I've been using, like I said, I've been using a daily planner and it's, it's called a full focus planner. And so they have their whole, um, their whole system. Michael Hyatt is the guy who kind of like pioneered this system. And so he has a number of books, which are pretty good in and of themselves. If you want to go with that system, but again, I mean, I'm continuing to read all kinds of different things. Um, you know, this is balanced with the stuff that I've been reading on like stoicism, um, and things on minimalism that help to kind of like when I want to try and do everything, you know, it can really help to, to focus me a little bit more. Um, so, and then, you know, like, is it the four hour work week as well? It's kind of all in the same, they all kind of play off each other, if that makes sense. So, you know, you can have your own hybrid stuff going on and also, I'm not perfect. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mess up a lot and, and I drop things. So sometimes I'll go back to old books and I'm like, oh yeah, that was really good. I liked that a lot. Even re-listening to some of Do More Better um, this past week, uh, it's like, oh yeah, that was a really good idea. Maybe I should try and implement that kind of a thing. But that's also why I recommend having those review periods every so often whether it's every week, every month, something like that, just to take a look and reevaluate. Are you doing what you ought to be doing? And are you able to accomplish your goals? Are you moving towards your goals? Um, or are you getting caught up in uh, the tyranny of the urgent, the things that pop up you know, in the moment that seem like they must be done and, and cause you to kind of go sideways on the other things that you're doing? Um, because yes, there are times where that happens. Okay. And that's okay to have urgent problems, urgent issues. Like it, it's, there are things that just automatically take priority, uh, certain life circumstances. Everyone is thrown for a loop when you have a stay at home order. That's okay that you're not yeah, meeting yeah. those goals. Um, but are you going to allow that to, to like continue or are you going to reevaluate and see what you can accomplish during this time? I would highly recommend you go with the latter rather than the former. Um, I mean, you do you, but <laughs> I think, I, I think, you know, and, and I think too, like not to, to, to harp on this too much, but one of the things, and, and I don't want to, to be unkind, but one of the things I've just sort of seen is that there are a lot of people who are using this time poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I get it. We we need to be staying inside. Uh, I would sort of challenge maybe young single men who are not who would not be um, uh, putting anybody at risk mm -hmm. by going out and maybe volunteering and like doing some side hustle, like running groceries for people. Like I, I think I would look at those guys and say, "This would be good. We should do. You should think about that." Yeah. Um, but I, I was gonna bring it up, and um, and there's, there's a very specific context. But last month's issue of Table Talk, uh, when mm -hmm. they were going through Second Thessalonians, and there are a few verses in there uh, that you know, there's a uh, let's see. Uh, 
the working and eating second Thess- like and they actually cover these these sections but uh second Thessalonians 3:10 is where we get um if anyone is not willing to work don't let him eat yeah <laughs> you know um but you know Paul and and there's a very specific context for this idleness that people are sort of engaging in um they think Jesus is coming back and so why work Jesus is coming back um and Paul's sort of a saying, like, even if Jesus comes back tomorrow, you were made like doing like idle hands, sort of a, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, he, Paul sort of commands people to stay away from the brothers walking in idleness. Um, you know, Paul says, we hear that some of you, some among you, walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busybodies. See, this is what, like, what happens is, like, when you're sort of sitting around, it's this actually does lead to other sins, like the busybodies. He's talking about being a gossip, yeah, being, you know, getting involved in sort of running your mouth and being foolish. Um, so you know, he, and then he sort of turns around, he says, like, no. Uh, to such persons, we would command and encourage them in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Don't be a mooch. You know, this is like, anyways, I'm just sort of saying like, um, I really think uh, March of 2020's issue of Table Talk, uh, and they it was, you know, and again, this is the Lord, but there were some, you know, especially when this Corona stuff was first ramping up, uh, you know, I was reading those devotions and it was really a balm for me. And then hmm. a bit of a spur too. It's like, okay, like, yeah. Cause it's really easy to like come home and be like, I can't go outside. I can't, you know, can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do that. It's like, Oh, there's, you know, don't be idle. Um, I just, I want to, you know, encourage anybody like, you know, to, you know, I, I think you could probably like get it like a PDF format, yeah. but I, I, I think it's, I think it's good. You know, it's like, this is the thing is like, this was, these were words for the, the, the church of Thessalonica. And these had very specific contexts um, that they were actually addressing. But at the same time, um, there are lessons in there for us today in these times that you know this is this is the power of god's word that is it is applicable all the time mm-hmm. that it is relevant all the time so um i just wanted to sort of throw that out there i was gonna i thought about reading the whole thing but you know you, you guys get the point uh we're not supposed to be sitting you know like Adam was put in the garden to work and that mm-hmm. mandate has never really been rescinded. Um, like we were made to work and, you know, because of the fall, it is difficult. Um, because of the, the fall, we face thistles and thorns, things that fight against us. Um, but that does not diminish, you know, and there, there's grace, there's grace to cover our failures and our sin and our laziness. But, uh, you know, to, to, again, quote Paul, uh, should I sin more that grace should aboundeth? By, by all means, no. Yeah. Um, like, so, like, you know, if, if you're hearing this and, you, you know, 
the Lord uses this convict to to convict you of laziness uh, and and maybe being slothful and idle. I want to say you're not alone. We we all sort of go through these things, and even if you know somebody who's never struggled with maybe being idle or slothful or lazy, there are other sins, and that's why grace abounds. Like none of us are perfect, but you know, hopefully, maybe this will stir you up and you know kind of be a little bit of a good kick in the pants to sort of like say, hey, maybe you need to take some of this a little more seriously. I don't, you know, I just want to sort of end on that note. Yeah, man, that's good. Because, you know, being honest, as people who enjoy video games, sometimes this can be more difficult than others. (laughs) You know, when things get out of balance, like you said earlier. So, well... I mean, you know, full disclosure, and I, I probably alluded to it if I didn't come out and say it, I uh, I had a long weekend, and Friday and Saturday just sort of disappeared <laughs> uh, into, into the, 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 the open maw of Octopath Traveler. Um, yeah. Oh, man. So. There's so much I could say. In, in one sense, I'm, I'll, I'll just say I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'll leave it there. I'll yeah. leave it there. I'm yeah. glad you're it's enjoying very good. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But. Well, if any of you have enjoyed this podcast, we would love to hear from you about how you enjoyed it, how you think we can make it better, or any tips and tricks that you have uh, to stay productive um, even when you're quarantined because of the pandemic. Uh, you can reach out to us a number of different ways. We've got our email address, thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. You can reach us on our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. We've got a Discord server. Uh, let us know you want in, and we will send you a link to that. Or you can reach out to us personally. Um, I'm on GG, PSN, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that. I'm Josh Broccolo. I generally go by Broccolope, which is B- spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Keeping it real. Um, we would love, if you've enjoyed this um, if, and you want to support us, we would love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts uh, hopefully you're subscribed. We'd love that too. Share us with your friends. You know, if, if you've got some friends, you think they should be a little bit more productive and you think it would be productive for them to listen to this episode to be more productive, then that'd be great. I mean, we have other episodes that might be like the softer sell. I'm mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. That's <laughs> like, true. That's true. Hey, um, these guys talked about Resident Evil 2. You should listen to that. Also, productivity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um yeah, I I don't know where where to go from there. So. <laughs> yeah. But um hey, just real quick, uh I'm I'm going to one of the things I would like we've we've got some stuff sort of that we're scheming and you know, dreaming on. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it sounds so cheesy. Um, probably because it is cheesy, but um, <laughs> we've got some stuff in the pipe, you know, in that we'd like to uh, drop in. But just um, it's sort of, and and I already again, it's something that I alluded to earlier. But uh, 
I, you know, one of the things I want to start doing is just like somebody, like if you tweet at us something cool or you're in the discord or in the book club and, or even you like the, the podcast page thing, whatever that is, um, we want to engage with you. And so one of the things I'd like to start doing is just doing like a, a shout out, like picking one person and saying, Hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and so I am going to give a shout out to, and I, I already sort of quoted him in his reference to sort of the, in the, the building that backlog channel in the discord, mm-hmm. uh, home bucket said again, and I just thought this was such like, this kind of made me laugh, um, a little bit, but, uh, when we were talking about all the games that we were buying and he's like, just think of it as investing in a good set of clubs and hitting the driving range. Got to mm. get ready for the next match, you know. So there you, you know, go. The this best is like way to justify the, the, purchases. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Home Bucket. Oh, we appreciate that. Um, so I just, but uh, so that's your 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 backlog breakdown shout out right there. And uh, yeah, yeah. If you want a shout out. Tweet at us or join the Discord. Just talk to us somehow. And, uh, you know, if if you're clever like that, if you've got some good things to say, uh, then we will definitely reference it on future episodes. Even if you're not clever, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's true. Those dang blind squirrels, man. Taking Well, oh, never mind. I'm not going to say that out loud. Uh... <laughs> okay oh I, I, I think i think i think i think that's about that's about it i think we're done on that evening. note i think we've uh, been as productive as we possibly could be f- for tonight at least for this morning probably for this time All right. so <laughs> until next time you guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits Sounds good. Bye. Good night.